Okay, so Be'ez HaShem, we want to dedicate this year Le'ilinishmas, Yaakov ben Max, Leib Abbas Beryl, Freyd Abbas Yaakov, Yit Abbas Yaakov, and as a schus for a shidduch, for the, uh, for the anonymous sponsor, as a schus for Fushlema for Kol Chayli Yisrael, as a schus for continued atzlacha of LPI, and as a schus for Kla Yisrael to merit Mashiach Tzidkenu through the teachings of the Vashem Tav HaKadosh, which is what we're trying to do, Be'ez HaShem, through all of our efforts, Mishiyata Deshmaya. Some of you may have received your copy, Be'ez HaShem, of the uh, the story of our lives, which Baruch HaShem was released last week and has been arriving at houses, Baruch HaShem, over the, over the entire globe across the world, um, as well as the Lost Princess workbook, which also, Baruch HaShem, is going to be used in the uh, the first cycle of our course, which began actually today. Um, some of the Chavra on the call are actually joining us for that for that uh, journey. So it's so incredible to be able to delve into the story of the Lost Princess with with uh, with Yidin all around the world of all ages, backgrounds, united in their quest for the Lost Princess, for that feeling of connection and wonder and simplicity, and uh, and sweetness that Rabbi Nachman's tale enables us to really to really uh, reframe and to and to be able to explore new tools to be able to find and to locate that ethereal spirit of, of life that we're all searching after. So it's an amazing, amazing privilege to be able to be a part of it. If you don't have your book, you can order it on the LPI website. And um, what a privilege. What a schus. Okay, so let's delve in without any further ado to this week's um, Tyra from the Ma'ari Naim. Just going to share my screen with you. And we're going to begin with Hashem's help. Thank you all again for joining. Alrighty. So here we go. You should see the screen. And we're going to begin with Hashem's help. Let's learn this piece together. Okay, and let's start. Thank you again, each and every one of you for joining. Now let's dive right in. Oyoimar says the Heligamari Naim Bishashek Dimu Bhulu. Chazal tell us that when Am Yisrael began their declaration of acceptance of the Torah with these words, Nasav Nishma, we will do and we will hear. So Akarish Baruch has such incredible nachas from this. And Hashem said, Mi Gila Raz Zelbanai, who revealed this secret to my children. What's the big secret of Nasa before Nishma? The Gemara brings a Pasuk. That the Malachim also we find have this aspect of listen, of, of doing before they listen. What's the sod? What's the Raz? Why is this that HaKadosh Baruch has so much Nachas from Am Yisrael? In this that they're going to declare Nasa and Nishma. What's the, what's the whole secret and how is it relevant to our lives? And how are we supposed to live with this declaration of Nasa and Nishma each and every day? Bitzarch Lahavin says the Shishma, just on a simple level. How is it possible that Am Yisrael are genuinely genuine or meaning genuinely when they say Nasavanishma that they intend to do before they listen? What if you don't listen, if you don't hear what's supposed to be done, so how are you going to go ahead and do? So how is it possible to do before one hears malasis, what a person is supposed to do? And the, the Kedusha Slavi also asks the same question. He answers in Kedusha Slapurim, he says that Am Yisrael arrived at such a very lofty level of spiritual refinement 
at the at the at the foot of Har Sinai, standing in front of the giloy of this revelation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence. Ki ish echad, believe echad. We talked about last week how the tzaddikim are able to to harbe to purify the realm of multiplicity to the dvarim harbe and to and to identify the unity of all being and to look at other human beings as just another spark of that very same flame that we contain within ourselves. And so Am Yisrael ar- arrived at this incredible hasaga of ish echad, belave echad, to the point that their whole physicality was purified so much to the extent that each and every one of the two and, 248 bones within them, the Ramach Ivarim, were exuding the Tyra, were exuding the Ramach Mitzvah Saseh to which they correspond. And the 365 veins and sinews that correspond to the to the, to the Loisase, to the 365 negative commandments were exuding those commandments to the point that Am Yisrael were able to say Nasa that I plan to do even before Nishma even before I uh, even before I hear what I'm supposed to do because they had arrived at that level where the Torah was just bursting out of every cell in their bodies and so that's how the Kedusha Slavi wants to answer the uh, answer this question but the Maranayim takes a different route takes a different path what did Am Yisrael mean when they said Nasa and Nishma also, what was this thing that HaKadosh Baruch was so proud of Am Yisrael that we said Nasa Nishma? Why is that such a great thing? We understand that it represents a certain amount of bittel that we're jumping into it. We don't even need any proofs. We don't even need any, a, any taste of the sweetness of it. We're just, we're ready to do it because it's something that you want us to do. So there is a, a certain level of, of, of or, or, or a, a, um, a manifestation or an expression of, of readiness and excitement and bitl ratzon. So there is makom for his sparrows, for Hashem to have pride over this. But what's this secret that Hashem says, wow, mi gila ra What a deep secret of Nasa v'nishma. What is this that Hashem is mispar v'zeh kol kach v'mashek dimu Nasa v'nishma? What does this mean to us in 2021? It is impossible. Not just it's common for people to not be able to stay on one level. It is impossible for a person to always maintain the same level of spiritual potency and striving and commitment and connection. Because the Pasagin Cheskel tells us that the Chayos, these very lofty angels, were were running and returning. And what that means, running and returning, this concept doesn't just mean that the angels are running and returning, but chayas also means life force. And it means that al piremes, al pidrush, when the Pasik tells us, this means that any being that has life force within them is always experiencing ratzai vishayv, always going to experience this Indian of running and returning. Sheba umistalik. It comes, it comes in, umistalik, and then it leaves that level. When a person is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's a feeling of sweetness and joy and clarity and things are going well for us. And, 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 and we're able to feel the Shas Aliyah of Yemei Ava, like the Pasuk describes. But after some time, we don't feel that anymore. And Olamazek gets to us a little bit, draws us in. Or Madrigasa, and he falls, and we fall, and she falls, and all of us fall from that level, from that Madriga, says the Ma'arinayim, don't be mistaken. 
There are deep, deep secrets. Why did a Kodesh Baruch Hu create the world in such a way that we know deep down that it's not often because we gave into a Yetzirah. Sometimes you just wake up and there's no conceivable reason why you shouldn't be davening with a fire. It's not like you just, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 didn't live up to your ideal earlier that morning or the night before. No, everything was fine. Nothing happened. But something changed. All of a sudden, we don't have that clarity that we had before. All of a sudden, we don't feel the same excitement and the same passion. What's this Indian that we fall from our madrega? The chaver that are joining us that are that are part of the course that just began today. Bezer Hashem, we're going to delve into this very deeply, and we talk about it in the book. Bezer Hashem, for those I know, some of you received the book today. Hashem, even here in Eretz Yisrael. So you're going to read about the progression that the viceroy goes through from deserts, fields, and forests. Ami has his copy at the ready. Right, deserts, fields, and forests. We're going to learn about this progression that the viceroy travels from first the desert. We're going to learn about what that is, and then the field, and then the forest. But then after he gets to the level of the forest, we find that he's back in the desert again. Because this is the cycle. This is the cycle. Razin diorisa. This is just how it goes. This is how Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world, and specifically in our generation, that the whole book and my whole project and our whole project is trying to describe and trying to discover and to delve very deeply into the nature of our generation. What is this dar before Malchus, before Malchus Beis David, before, before the Mashiach ben David arrives? What is this last soul that's rooted in Malchus? What is Malchus? What is the Levana that shrinks and grows? What is David HaMelech that's at one point a warrior and at another at another point this kind poet? At one time a chassid, ki chassid ani, and the other time, you know, it, it appears that he falls into a Sin, right on his level, whatever that means, right? Or he perceives it to be this place of of, of dryness. What is our generation that we go through this and we mamish experience this each and every one of us? That's how the book is called the story of our lives because that's exactly what it is. It's our tale. It's our story. It's the journey that we take. This roller coaster of of, of serving Hashem. And if a person doesn't have the roller coaster, so that's often an indicator that he's really not in it. Because if a person doesn't care about Avodah Hashem at all, so then it's very easy to feel good all the time, right? And not to feel the brokenness of distance and not to feel the brokenness of, of feeling as if we're not living up to that ideal because we have no ideal. But if a person has no ideal, you're right, there might not be any Yeridas, but there's also no Aliyahs. And this is what Rav Cook writes. Rav Cook says that the essence of life is to have an ideal, is to have something to strive for, is to have hasagas, is to have a madrega. And this is why I think it's so valuable. Beis Hashem, the chaver that has the book, that will read the book, and certainly the chaver that's joining us for this cycle of the course. And Beis Hashem, there'll be future cycles of the course. Hopefully, we'll get to learn this all together with all of Am Yisrael. But it's so. It's so useful to reframe Avodah Hashem as a journey because that's what gives it. That's what gives us the passion. I don't want to give away the whole secret of the book already, but the whole the whole sowed of the passion that we're looking for is in the is in the looking. That the searching is in, is is the finding itself. Yagati umatsasi tamin. Yagati umatsasi tamin. Or Nassim says we're going to learn the piece inside. Beis Hashem at length. Those of us again that are that are in the course. Yagati umatsasi says Rav Nassim. Why did the Gemara say? Tamin, you should believe a person who says, I toiled and I found. What does it mean, believe him? See, open your eyes and see what he found. If he really searched and he really found, he should be able to see it. What's Tamin? You have to believe such a person. It says Rav Nassim, you know what kind of person you're, look, you're, you're talking to? A person who doesn't seem to have found. You're talking to a person who cannot demonstrate what he found. 
But he tells you, Yagati, I searched. Umatsasi, and believe me, even though I have nothing to show for my search, Tamin believes such a person that even though he doesn't have anything to show for it, he already found plenty because the searching is the finding in and of itself to have ideals to strive for. So those of us that have ideals and each and every one of us who's on this call, who's trying to learn the words of Dibra the Kim Chaim or the Tzadikim has ideals. We want to grow. We want to, we want to reach higher hasagas of living and of Abbas Hashem. And we want, we realize that it's not just a checklist Yiddish kai, but there's infinite layers and infinite depth in every mitzvah and in every avoidah. So however, like us, we're going to have those aliyahs, unbelievable aliyahs, but also there's going to be a time where we where we fall. The Yesh Bazeh, again, Marinaim says, Rasen di Oraisa, there's deep secrets of Torah. Bitam Hadavar, Lamat Sarech Leap Omi Madrigasa. Why is it that Hashem created the world in such a way that the genuine search for Him, that the genuine commitment to an Avodah Hashem that's bursting with the princess of connection and of passion is going to be marked by Elias and also Yeridas. Why is that? The Tam Echad says the Ma'arinayim, he suggests one reason. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu makes it that a person should have a lull only so that he should then reach a higher level, which is classically known in the Svar Maktoshim as the concept of Yerida Litzayrich Aliyah, a counterintuitive, very difficult to understand and very dangerous to engage with forthright. We're going to learn about that in the book also. We have to try to avoid this, but it naturally happens, right? It naturally happens that a person, like we said, not that a person didn't have era, but that a person just has this hargasha of, of feeling out of it, burnt out, not interested, not feeling connected, feeling as if a Kaddish Baruch who is a thousand years away and, and, and closed up and shuttered up in, 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 you know, in, in the heavens and locked with lock and key and distant from us behind a, 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 an iron curtain. This is the concept of Yuridas L'Tzarech Aliyah. Because when a person experiences that and a person feels as if it's very difficult for him or her to connect to, to Yiddishkeit, and we yearn for it, and we want it. So then when we come out of that, and we always emerge, always, 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 after having that experience of distance, HaKadosh Baruch Hu always reaches out to us again, and, and, and shines the light, once more. So it's that much sweeter. And it's something that we yearned for, and it's something that we didn't have. And so when we have it and we regain it, it's that much more beautiful, and it's that much more elevated, and it's that much more real to us. And this is also the mashal of, for example, trying to shoot a rubber band. It's 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 the it's the it's the pulling back of the rubber band that when you let go, it's going to have that distance. And the further back it goes, or the further back you pull it, when you let go, that's that's how far back it's going to be able to go. And this is how we see this muscle in Gashmias. When a person wants to jump very high, you got to crouch all the way down and then you jump and then you spring because you have energy stored up from, back, from bending down or stored up from pulling back the rubber band to the point that when it's time to release, there's no limit. To, to, to how high that a, per, that a person is going to reach. You read the Litzarech Aliyah. That's the, what, he's, what he's discussing here. Shebechol davar Tzarech Aliyah's head there, koyidim lahavayah. That's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. We're going to learn about also in the course, the concept of the Chalal HaPanui, of the vacant space within, within which HaKadosh Baruch Hu formed all of the worlds. That Indian is a head there, is a lack 
after which we prepare the canvas, after which we prepare space, we make a space, and then we can create. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in that vacant space that seems to be void of godliness, it's dafka within that space that HaKadosh Baruch Hu forms all of the worlds. And that's why, even on the simplest level, it's it's a double pasha to us. When does the Jewish day start? It starts at night. But it's not simply that the Jewish day starts at night, and that's just the way it is for Yavim Tovim. There's a message there. Why is it that the Jewish day starts at night? And Lefidus, it's very Pashik. Because the nighttime is a time of darkness. The nighttime is a, is a time of a lack of clarity, the inability to see, the inability to walk, when everything's dangerous and everything's fearful and scary and it's pitch black and we don't know where we're going and we get lost. But in order for there to be light, in order for there to be dawn, in order for there to be an experience of illumination, of clarity, knowing where to go, how to go, where we're going, and to see how far we've come, that whole Indian needs to be preceded by the darkness of a lack of clarity. And that's why the Jewish day's dafka starts at night, because that's the message there. That ahead there, a lack must always come before Havaya, must always come before creation. If we don't prepare a blank canvas, there's nothing upon which to draw the most beautiful portrait in the world. When a person wants to rise to a higher level, not that we should go into it, of course, with the kavana, a person that does this, the whole thing, the whole thing unravels. And ultimately, a person will not be zochet to the, to the madrega that he's trying to reach. If a person goes in with this kavana, to have a yurida, to manufacture yurida, we don't have to manufacture yuridas. It's part of the natural trajectory. This is part of living as a Jew. We don't need to, we don't need to actively Seek it. It will seek us out. That's just the way the world works. But this is why HaKadosh Baruch Hu programs it in the deepest way that we should have these times that are called Yemei Sina in the Musr Svarim. Yurida, Shov in Rabbi Nachman, returning as opposed to running. Those times when things aren't so good. And those times when we don't feel or we don't see as if our actions matter and the impact that we're having. And we don't feel Hashem's presence in our lives. But it's that header that's going to lead to the unbelievable madriga that comes after that. And the key is, is, is sticking it out. That's the avoida we're going to learn. That's the avoida of the desert. In the, in the context of the lost princess, the desert is this time of, of, of feeling parched. Like David HaMelech says, nafshi, like we said, when a Jew's heart feels parched, that there's no water in Mayim Torah. That there's no water, that, that, that we feel that we have no connection to Hashem through the Torah and the mitzvahs, that Hashem is lacking, that it's just a body without a soul. It's just ro robotic ex existence and robotic uh, uh, um, experience of Avodah Hashem without any chiyas, without any neshama. And the avoida is to stick it out, to stay there. And to have ratzon, to express our kisufim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm not going anywhere. Because this is what I want, and I have a munah shlema, that after the desert comes the field. And after the field comes the forest. And that it's a progression. And that it's not going to last forever this way. This is Rabbi Nachman's famous mashal. Some of you might have, have heard it before. I wrote about it a number of years ago. I tried to send it out before Pesach every year. Rabbi Nachman has a famous mashal of two Russian peasants, two paupers, that live in a garbage heap together their whole lives and they're best friends, one with the other. One of them is a Jew, one of them is, uh, is, is a non-Jew, but they're best friends and they're like a team. They scounge around in all of the dirty, dark alleyways to try to find any uh, morsel of food to be able to sustain themselves. And this is their life 
in tatters, dirty, broken people. And one day, the Jewish pauper is very, very excited. And he tells the non-Jew, he says, you know, tonight's our big night. Today's the big day. He says, what's going on? He says, by the Jews tonight, they have an enormous feast, a tremendous feast. And he says, if you'll come to me, they invite everybody. It's an open house. If you'll come with me, you're going to taste food. You're going to have such an experience. You never had such a thing in your whole in your whole life. He says, okay, I'm with you. Sounds great. So the Jew takes him to the back to, to shul and they hang out after davening and he sees everybody already going back home after this service. And uh, invariably somebody approaches this Jew, this pauper, and he asks him, he says, do you have a place to eat the Seder tonight? He says, um, he says, no, I don't have a place. So the person says, come to me, come spend Pesach night, Seder night with me and my family. Right? Anybody is invited, the doors open, and everybody's everybody's invited to come and join. So they sit together in the beautiful tablecloth with all of the wonderful vessels. And, you know, it's a minag even to bring all of the most beautiful things and to put it on the Seder to, uh, table to, to beautify. And with the ka'ara and all the kaisas, it's beautiful. Beautiful agadas and napkins and plates. Everything is set. It's gorgeous. It's shining. And the guy is sitting there. He's so excited to, you know, to, to see what they're going to bring out, what kind of feast he's going to have. And first, the uh, the person that's running this whole feast stands with a cup of wine in his in his hand, and he makes a whole elaborate blessing. Everybody gives it gets a little bit of wine, or really they drink a, a full cup of wine. And he's waiting for the feast. He's waiting for the feast. And after that, they bring out some sort of a cracker, dry cracker, and he's sitting there munching away on this cracker. And he says, "Okay, it's food. I mean, but this is not the feast that they that they that they described to me." And then there's a lot of talking. Finally, after all the talking, Mama's talking and talking and talking. The talking came before the matzah, but then he sees that people are bringing out, you know, bags of uh, this white substance that they see coming in from the kitchen and he thinks to himself okay I, I don't know what this is exactly but maybe this is some special sort of delicacy that the jews have and he can't wait to taste it and this is the meal is starting and obviously he takes mara he takes on the matzah and he spits it out and he can't handle the burning feeling and he runs at he runs out of the room and he says these jews are crazy this is what he slept me here for for some grape juice and maybe a radish and some crackers and and this this terrible bitter food and he goes back to the he goes back to the to the garbage dump and he's laying there and he's all bitter and broken. It's a worse night and he's so angry at his friend what he slept me and he misled me and he can't handle it. Three o'clock in the morning he wakes up he feels a kick in his side and he looks up and it's his uh, his friend his friend the Jewish pauper and he's beaming smiling shining from from one end of the world to the other. And he looks up and he starts yelling at him. He says, what kind of, what kind of uh, fool do you take me for that you, that you said that there's going to be such a feast? What kind of feast was that? That wasn't a feast at all. It was the most bitter, terrible thing that you, that you, uh, that you brought me to. It's a terrible thing. And the Jew looks down at him and he says, you fool. He says, if you, wait, if you would have waited five more minutes, five more minutes, you would have experienced the most wonderful food and the most wonderful feast, Shulchan Eirich where they bring out all of these delicacies and wonderful chicken soup with luxion and ah, the feast with chicken and meat, it's potatoes, unbelievable food. You never had such a thing in your life if you would have waited five more minutes. And the Rebbe says, Mamish, this is a mushal for our lives when we experience marah, when we experience bitterness in life, what is that? What is that? What's the avoid there? Rabbi Nachman says, hold out, 
because it means that Shulchan Aruch is coming. It means that you're about to experience unbelievable madrigas if you'll just wait it out. And if we utilize this experience, Dafka, to be part and parcel of your Avodah Hashem, to allow this to become a catalyst for yearning, for longing, that we don't necessarily have that experience of longing when we're high, when we're on the madrigas of feeling this closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and this unbelievable level of clarity. And we miss out when we have of the experience of not having. And there's something very beautiful about not having. And there's a certain level of yearning and of desire that we can only feel dafka when we don't have, dafka when the princess is missing. That's part and parcel of the growth process. And so the wise person won't shut down and say, I'm finished, forget about it. Adarava, we realize that this is an opportunity, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu brings it upon us sometimes, that we fall into moich and dekatness, into a closed-minded experience of Yiddishkeit, where we're not feeling close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're not feeling clarity, we're not feeling brilliant light enveloping us, and we don't know where to go, and we can't see how far we've come, and it's pitch black, and we get lost. But the wise person realizes that this is not an anomaly, this is not outside of the realm of Mayavad Hashem, this is part and parcel of it. This is the second half of the circle of Ma'avodah Hashem. Ratzai, running, is the top circle, and Shaiv is the bottom circle. And this is the necessary cycle that we take. That this is the Levana, that it, it shrinks and it grows. And this is a cyclical process that hopefully brings us higher and higher every time the yearning is deeper because we know what we tasted. And then after that yearning, when we get it back, it's so much more glorious. And then when we go back into a period of Samalachanafshi, this yearning, so then. We come back into the Ratzai, we come back into the field and the forest with that much more passion. And that's the way it goes. But we have to hold out when we experience Mara, Mariros. And it doesn't just go for Avadis Hashem, it goes for circumstances in life. When a person has bitterness, when a person's when things are not going good for a person, and, and we and, and we and we're failing at everything we try to do. But we need to realize that we gotta hold out. We gotta hold out because something so much more better, so much better, and so much more beautiful is is coming our way if we'll just believe in it, and we'll just believe that after the morrow is coming Shulchan Aruch, if we have that holy stubbornness to hold on. And so this is what the Ma'ari Naim suggests, just on a basic level, to understand this concept of Yerida before the Aliyah of the Jewish day, starting by night, is this Indian of needing. To fall into a place of head there of lack, before rising to a very high level, to fall off of the level that you're at now, only in order to rebuild something on the place of that ground zero rubble that's so much more beautiful than what was there before. And that's just the way of life. And like I mentioned before, and I stress this very, very much in the book, that we don't go into this consciously. This is a subconscious process. And, 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 and paradoxically, it's only when we're trying dafka not to fall into this that this process will 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 unfold naturally. But if a person is going to try to be a chacham to bring about yiridas to get into this place of yearning, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It loses its it loses its sincerity. And when there's no sincerity, there's no anything. The key of everything is emes, and we have to be sincere. We have to be sincere in our efforts to be trying to be in rutzo all the time. We don't go consciously into a state of shod. 
But the show will happen on its own. And when it happens on its own, despite our very best efforts to stay out of it, then it's going to be something genuine. Then it's going to be something sincere. Then, and only then, when we experience shayv, will we have that rut zone that's genuine, that's real, because it's something that we try to stay out of. But if it's something that we went into bimechuvan, so that you don't really care that you're in shayv, because it doesn't really mean much to you, right? And that's a very, very big nakuda, very important nakuda. But also equally important is to realize the benefit and the opportunity, and this is something so many people miss out on, and they shut down, and they and they, and they can't handle it when they have this experience of of yurida, and they, and and they and they don't see this as being part of Avodah Hashem or being being something that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu causes. They don't they don't they don't realize this is part and parcel of it, and so they give up. But the but the Lubavitcher Rebbe, based on the Baal Shem Tov, also tells us that there's this deep and beautiful and wonderful Indian that we can only attain when we're in a Bechina of show. And this Chavr is hinted to in Davra Melech's plea, when he says, Tzam nafshi, my soul thirsts for you. Kama besari, my flesh pines for you. In this place of, 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 of thirst and the parched land, without any water. But what's the next Pasuk? So, in this way, May I see you in that place of holiness, in the higher Madrega. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, based on the Keser Shem Tov, from the Baal Shem HaKadosh. What's this Kain Bakhoidesh Chazisicha? Says the Heilige Lubavitcher Rebbe, an amazing thing. He says, once a Jew realizes what kind of opportunity is, 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 is present, in that time of Samal Khanashi, when we realize that it's Dafka there, that there's a certain sweetness, even though we're far, but there's a certain Indian of Karav Hashem Lev, that paradoxically we feel Hashem most sometimes when we're broken. Sometimes when we're far, we're able to work up yearning and desire and passion in a certain way, more so than when we even have. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you don't need to bring me into a place of shayv to feel this way. Let me feel this way of yearning and of longing and of desperation, even Bakoidesh, even when I'm doing well. So we have to realize that there's a benefit in show, that it's part and parcel of the process of the journey. And that's the first thing that the Maraynaim tells us, that when a person is in this growth process, there's going to be a time of falling before rising, and that's part and parcel of the journey. But he needs and a person, he says, even needs Even when a person falls, we need not stay there, and we must try our best to keep ourselves going. And how do we keep ourselves going? We talked about hanging out during the during the Marar times of our lives to wait for the Shulchan Aruch. But what gives us strength to do that? What gives us strength to hold on? Says the Ma'arinayim, to try our best to rise again. On the level that we're at. And that means not to negate the reality that right now we're not in a place of Aliyah, that right now we're not in the Yemei Ava, that we're in the Yemei Sina, but to be able to find a way to jumpstart our Yiddishkeit, find a way to connect even when we feel disconnected. And sometimes the Avodah Hashem of the place of Shov must look different. 
And it requires us to do different things, to daven in a different place maybe than we're ordinarily davening, maybe to daven in a later minion, maybe to, you know, to, uh, to, to try to read biographies of, of the tzaddikim in, in, in the time that otherwise we would be, you know, holding in a sugya full-fledged. We don't have that capacity right now. That's not our Indian. That's not our avoida. But remain connected. Try to connect to our Kaddish Baruch Hu on the level that you're at in the way that's matim for that level, that's fitting for that madrega. Right, so he says, because a person needs to believe with all of his heart and soul. That the whole entire world is filled with a Kaddish Baruch Hu's glory. And this doesn't just mean that the earth is filled with God's glory. But it means that the arts that the physicality, that experience of a disconnect from spirituality, the darkness where I can't see the spiritual reality, where I can't see the zoichel advarim harbe. I'm just stuck in this realm of bechira. I'm stuck in this realm of many different choices, and I can choose emuna, or I could choose to live life without a kaddish baruch hu chasvashalim, and I can't see him. But all of that artsy is that physicality is bursting with God's presence. And in the Lashon of the Zar, Asar there is no place vacant from him. And Hashem is with you. And what does that mean that Hashem is with you? I don't feel that he's with me. That's Dafka, what I define this period of Shov as, that I don't feel that Hashem is with me. But once we understand that Shov is a necessary part of the process of growth, Memela, it was sent upon us by the Hashem that loves us, not because he's trying to distance us. But Kolei like Rabbi Nachman explains in his famous letter, in his famous lesson, in Likutimran Tenyana Memches 48, that when we feel that we're being pushed away, it's the deepest, deepest expression of Hashem's desire to bring us close because it's only when we're when we're distant that we're able to come back and to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the deepest, most, most passionate way in the world. That it's dafka, not despite, but it's dafka those times when things aren't going so well that makes those times that are shas aliyah, when it's unbelievably clear to you that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is real and that he has a relationship with you and he's, and he's helping you and he's holding you and the Torah makes sense to you and the tefillah is connected. It makes those, those times that much sweeter. Mamela, you realize that even here Hashem is with me. Is he with me now in the same way that he's with me in the Shah Saliyah? Absolutely not. It's a different experience. But that the Shah, that the Shah or that the Shah's show, that time and that experience of show is itself an experience of Hashem. And an even higher experience of a Kaddish Baruch, like Rabbi Yaakov Danishevsky laid out so beautifully in his five-part series on creation for LPI. All of which are available on SoundCloud, on YouTube, those shiurim are so fundamental, so deep, unbelievably deep. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with you. He's present in his absence. And his absence is itself a form of presence. Because less asar ponimine, there's no place vacant of him. Again, even in that place where you are, it's just that right now he's constricted. Right now he's hiding himself in many, many layers and many, many garments. But like the Baal Tanya describes toward the end of Tanya, one of the Prakamas, later on, the Tanya says the most beautiful thing. He says, is there any difference? Between seeing the king when he's wearing a big puffy winter jacket, you know those fancy big coats, the big puffy winter coat, 
Or when you see the king in his undershirt, what does it make a difference? The king is the king. And it makes no difference how many layers he's wearing. The king is the king. And every experience in life, each and every moment, is an experience of the king. Sometimes the king is wearing an undershirt. There's less barriers and we're able to see it clearly. And sometimes the king is wearing a winter coat and maybe 10 winter coats sometimes. But what does it make a difference? We're surrounded by the king. We're filled with the king each and every moment. Because if we weren't, then this wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. We wouldn't be. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing us to life every single moment, giving us the ability to live. And paradoxically, it's Dafka, his absence from that process, his tzimtzum that enables us to experience life with all the beauty that life is filled with. If we open our eyes to it, it's Dafka through his concealment that we're able to live life and strive to connect to him. And Rav Nassim says that was the reason for the creation of the physical world, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu removed his apparent presence from the world, Dafka, to enable us to yearn to search for him. That's the whole point of all of this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides so that we will find him. And how foolish would a person be whose friend hides in a game of hide and seek, and he says, oh, my friend hid. That's it. I'm crawling back into bed and I'm, I'm pulling the covers over my head and, and today's finished. I'm so bitter. I'm so broken. How can my friend hide from me? What do you mean? This is the game. It's a game of hide and seek. He hid so you should find him. Not so that you should give up. That's the secret of life. The Pasuk says, From the setting of the sun until the sun comes back up, we're always praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We know that the Tzadik is referred to as the Shemesh, as the sun. Like Chazal tells us, Before every Tzadik leaves the world, and we just had in the past week, we lost many, many Tzadikim. Before Tzadikim leave the world, there's new Tzadikim that are filling their place. There's no such thing that a Kaddish Baruch Hu just leaves a generation. Even now, over this period of time, we lost so many Gedolim. We lost so many tremendously powerful spiritual forces in the world. sweet But when they leave the world and before they do, a Kaddish Baruch Hu already has the next round of tzaddikim prepared. And so we see that the tzaddik is called Shemesh. The tzaddik is called a son. So Kemaimer, right, and, and, and that's what the Pasik tells us. We find that the tzaddik is called the sun, the zehu, and this is the understanding of the Pasuk. When the tzaddik and each and every one of us has that tzaddik inside, the Bechina of Amech Kulam Tzadikim, both at the time that the Shemesh, that the Bechina of Tzaddik is shining for us, and things are clear, and things are illuminated, and things are bright, and we're able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a way of Moichan the Godless and expanded consciousness, where things are going well for us. Ad and until the point where Mavaya, where the sun sets, Kishmestalik Abihiras, Vinafam Madri Gasai, La Oilam Sarih Lias Muhul Shem Hashem. David Amalcha is telling us in this Pasik that whether things are going well for you, and that's me Mizrah Shemesh, when the tzaddik inside is shining, Ad Mevaya, even when the inner tzaddik, that in the context of the, the story of our lives of the lost princess, is the viceroy, the second in command, who's the Bachina of Tzadik, Mishnah Lamelech, the second to Malchus is Yisod, is the Tzadik Yisarolam. 
that he experiences terrible downfalls and failures. Ad but never stop being connected, never stop waiting out the morrow, never stop searching for a way to connect Dafka, not despite, but because of this experience and the special gift of Kain Bakhidish Hazisicha, the special gift that we have of Karv Hashem the certain experience of Akadish Baruch's presence, Dafka, through his absence and through the lack of feeling. To try our best to grow close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu on the Madrega that we are at right now. This is the deeper meaning of Nase Vinishma. Nase means to just do mindlessly, even when things aren't working, even when things aren't clear, even when we don't hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Nishma, even when we don't hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to us, keep on plugging, keep on pounding, keep on doing what you can to just keep on walking and to stay in the game because there's no such thing as falling out of the game because this is part of the process. So continue to daven and continue to learn and continue to do the mitzvahs and continue to try on your level, lefi your madrega, to find some way of connecting, some way of being connected to Yiddishkeit, even when we don't have the head for deep learning, for whatever it is, but try to find some other way of connecting, to just scream to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, have more time in his spodidus, that that's what his spodidus is for, to pour out our hearts to our Kaddish Baruch Hu in our own words, about our brokenness, right? That's naseh. Keep on doing. And that comes kaidim v'nishma. That comes kaidim before this experience of nishma. The, the nishma is, right, that nasa kaidim l'nishma. I think it's just a l'nishma. This means, even when we fall and hear them, Arinayim has such Rahmanas on us that he includes himself in us and in our own experience. That he himself is alluding to us that he also experiences this process, even at Sadiq on that level. Connect, keep on connecting, keep on staying in the game. Believe that there's a Shulchan Arich that comes after the Mara. I should say nishma, it's a mistake. Afterwards, we're going to experience the nishma. Sheikra shmiya, what does shmiya mean? Hainu lashin havana. Shmiya means, what does it mean when someone says, you know what, I hear you, I hear you. What does it mean? It means he understands. It means that I really understand what you're saying. Nishma means to understand. Nishma means when things are clear. Nishma means when it's day. Nishma means the shulchan arech, the feast, the time of aliyah, the time of ratzai, v'achai is ratzai v'shoi. To come to a higher level. And this is why the whole entire Torah is not simply predicated on Am Yisrael's zeal and their excitement to say, hey, you know what? We don't even need to hear what's in the Torah. Nasa, we're ready to do it. Nishma, and then we'll hear afterwards. That's beautiful and it's true. But when we understand that, there's nothing essential about this word or these, this terminology, nasa v'nishma, to the essence of the Torah. But the Marianahim says that once we understand nasa v'nishma in this way, we realize that this is the esod kol ha kula. Because if a person doesn't understand this, and if a person is going to give up every time there's a little bit of marar, and we're going to check out and say, I'm finished, Agadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want me, he's not present in my life, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing this to you because he's present. This is his presence. This is his deepest experience and his des- expression of his desire for you to come ever closer. 
But if a person will give up, so then the whole entire Torah, even if he'll be continuing in a certain way to go through the motions, but the essence is gone, the princess is lost, and he's not even searching for her anymore. He's not even searching. He doesn't realize that the only reason that the princess gets lost is so that will search. He loses that sod. And so this is the Iker of Kabbalah Satayra, Shekiblu Yisrael, that Am Yisrael accepted the Torah upon themselves, Dafka, with these words, because they understood that if we're going to engage with the Torah in a healthy way, we're going to have to have this understanding, the Nasa Venishma, Nasa Venishma, Elias and Yuridas, to understand this deep, deep process of Ratzai Veshoiv, of Marar and Shulchan Eirech, of day and night. To constantly continue to praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu, even when we don't feel like doing it. And this is why this is why Kaddish Baruch Hu had such pleasure and such such pride because he says, "Am Yisrael, you get it." You get it. You understand the game that we're playing. You understand the hide and seek that a Kaddish Baruch Hu hides so that we'll find him. And like the Radichever famously said, how Kaddish Baruch Hu hides because we're playing a game of hide and go seek. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu hides and I find him everywhere. Not just I find him in the place where he's hiding, but I find him everywhere. When a Jew knows that a Kaddish Baruch Hu hides so that we will find him, Mimela, every experience of life, from the times of Aliyah, certainly, but also the times of Yurida, terrible Yuridas, we're able to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu there, the Nasa Venishma. And Hashem says, I have no greater pride than this. Even greater pride, as we exp- explain in the book at length, the Nesham of Malchus Beis David, the Mashiach ben David Klapi, the Mashiach ben Yosef, even greater pride than a tzaddik that never experiences a time of Yurida. Or never experiences the extent of Yurida that the simpler people do. Hashem says, I have much more nachas from the Balchuva, bin Makim Shabali Chuba, Aimdim, Ain Sadikim Gemur Michalam Lamacham. It's Dafka, the Malchus Beis David, the, the Malucha that falls and has the has the Azas Kedusha to keep on keeping on, to keep on serving a Baruch Hu. The Yehuda that says Sadkami Mani, that keeps on coming back and back and not giving up and not running away. And being sincere and open and honest and vulnerable, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, This is Yisrael Hashabachaspar. This is the pride that Hashem takes, that Am Yisrael said, Nasa Venishma. But Zema Oi, that Hashem has such pride, Shekibla Emes, because they connected themselves to Emes. We've discussed in Mishirim in the past that Emes is the Osios Aleph Mem Tav from beginning to end. That Am Yisrael is not coming just from Avram Avinu, which is the time of Chesed, the time of Ar, Vayashkim Avram, Baboiker, Boiker da Avram. And we're not either coming just from Yitzchak Avinu, that's the Indian of Gvura, but we come from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is titan MS Yaakov. Yaakov is Mivreach Hatichain Hamavriach Min Katze El Katze. Yaakov binds the whole Mishkan together. The middle pipe that went through the whole entire Mishkan is the Bechin of Yaakov Avinu, the Bechin of Tiferes that connects Chesed and Gevura, the days and the nights, the Yimei Ava and the Yimei Sina, the Ratzai and Shoyu, the Nasa Venishma. And that's why it's Dafka Titain MS Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is the Ishtam Yoshev Oyholim Dafka. He sits in two tents, the tent of Avram and the tent of Yitzchak. And it's Yaakov Avinu that the Torah is given to, is given to Yaakov Avinu. Venasan lanu tairas emes, that the Torah is Aleph Mem Tav from the beginning of Aleph Beis all the way to the end of the Aleph Beis. The Madriga of Aleph, Pele, Elyon, and also the Madriga of Tav, the, the, the Tav Alma, the Piruda, the low level of the Dvarim Harbe. That's the Torah. 
The Torah in, intends for a Jew to experience life in the fullest. And that doesn't mean to always be in a Shas Aliyah. That would be just Avram. And it does, certainly doesn't mean to always be in a time of Yerida. That's Yitzchak. But Yaakov Avinu is the source of the Torah. Tit, and Emes the Yaakov, the Al of the Mem, the Tav, to experience life in its entirety. And that's where the Torah comes from. That's the essence of the Torah. That's Yisrael Asher Becha Espa'er. That Hashem has pride from us. In that place of Tiferes, that Yaakov Avinu is the Tiferes, the harmony between the Chesed and the Gevura, the Aleph and the Tav, the middlemost letter, the Mem, that the Torah was given, the Mem Yoyim, 40 days and 40 nights. Why? Because the Mem Yoyim is the Mem of Aleph, Mem, Tav, the middle place of the MS. The Aleph is the extreme of Chesed, the Tav is the extreme of Gevura. And where does the Torah come from? From the Mem, from the middle letter that binds it all together. The Yaakov Avinu, the Tiferes, Titan, Emes, the Yaakov, the Nasan. And that's what he says over here. That they got this truth. Not to let go, not to let go, never to let go. Not to give up when things are a little bit bitter. Not to split from him. Even when they fall down. And this is the Iker walking. And the Iker experience or journey of the Jewish person. And in this Indian, a person needs to walk all the time. Like Rabbi Nachman says, that a person has to be a baki bahalacha, baki bahalicha. What's this? That a person should know baki baratso, baki bishayev, to be an expert when things are going well and to be an expert when things are not going well. And that's called a baki bahalicha, to be an expert of knowing how to walk, how to proceed, how to always stay in the game, to realize that any experience is already in the game part of the game and intended and part of the expression of Hashem's deepest love for us. How could a person stay connected? We already said this by reminding himself that Hashem is everywhere. This whole world, like we said before, that doesn't just mean the earth, but it means the Arceus, the Gashmias. It's just physical, and physicality is, is, is not the Aspaklaya. I mean, era where things are clear but i can't see it's dark it's costness are with the eye in it's the garments of skin as opposed to the garments of light costness are with the olive that we talk about also in this in the story of our lives it's a very very connected piece obviously to the whole book our hashem is all siyat rishmaya the whole book is about this there's a lot of other stuff in there but this is the main the main the main thrust of the book and everything that we're trying to communicate, and the derech of Hashem Hakadosh, and the derech of Rabbi Nachman Tzchusiyagalenu, and the shorish neshama of Am Yisrael that we're experiencing, the story of our lives that we go through this process. This is the sod chavra. It's almost a joke that most of Am Yisrael has no access to this, and there's thousands of shiurim on everything else. But who's speaking about this? Who's who's delivering these messages to remind Am Yisrael that this is part of the of, of the journey? This is part of the experience. Hashem gifted us with these tzaddikim. We learned last week. Yemin Hashem. Hashem's right hand is the tzaddikim that he gifts us with to be able to communicate the das to us, that we're connected to it. And it makes life so much sweeter and so much better and so much more healthy. So much more healthy. And it gives us the ability to communicate these ideas to our children in a way that accommodates the times that they're doing well and accommodates also the times that they're not doing so well. To put everything into perspective, to judge us favorably, to judge others favorably. V'chule, v'chule, v'chule.
that a person should be able to tell himself or herself that even though it's rakhimer of it's gashmi is its physicality, I can't experience anything of But the earth, the artsiest, the physicality is bursting with a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence. He's with you. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu is called the life of life. Everything that we experience is only chitzainius. You understand this? All of life that we experience, even though it's life, we feel it, it's vibrant, it's, 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 is guf, beli neshama, klape HaKadosh Baruch That Hashem is the neshama of our neshama. That our neshama is guf, Klape HaKadosh Baruch Hu pumping us with spiritual vitality that comes from a world far beyond even the place that the neshama comes from. Chai HaChayim. Ta'ainu shekol HaChayim sheba'olam behemus v'chayis v'oifinum in Adam. Every level of existence, HaChayis shalahem, the life is who Hashem is for. As a Kodesh Baruch Hu himself. V'zehu chai hachayim. This is what it means that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is the life of our life. Shu yizbarach hachayim shalkol hachayim. V'yachshav, and therefore a person should think when he falls down. And I speak about this so often in Shirem. I say this all the time from this piece of my Ari I'm living. What is this that I'm living? What is this that my neshama is alive, that it's giving me the ability to think negative thoughts, that it's giving me the ability to act even negatively, that's giving me the ability to speak in a way of anger, in a way of lowliness, because I'm experiencing the moich and the katnas, but I'm alive. It's Hashem. And so this is a surefire way to remind ourselves that Hashem is with us if we'll look in the mirror, or if we'll be misboning for one minute and to say, whoa, even my worst moment, even when I'm just lounging around on the couch watching Netflix and pounding Doritos, whatever, and mushal, each and every one of us on our own Indian, where we feel totally, totally broken and not excited to engage with life or anything meaningful. We just want to just pull the covers over our head and not live. Even in our most dormant state, ani. But I'm living. I'm living the. I'm living the the the, the I'm living the shayv. I'm living the absence. But I'm living. The nimsa yesh gankin hu yisbaras. Hakadosh Baruch is with me. Achumetsum samiyad. He's very hidden. Why did he hide? So I should find him. Ah. So it comes. It comes out that I that I, that I'm never out of the game. It comes out that I'm never distant from him. And that whole this whole experience of his hiding is just to bring me ever closer. Says the master of the world, who taught Am Yisrael this secret of Nasa v'nishma? Nasa at the times that things are not going well. Is when the sun is setting, and Nishma is mimizrach shemesh. Who told them this secret? me. It's not to be read. Who was it that revealed the secret to Am Yisrael? But HaKadosh Baruch was telling you, Am Yisrael, you connected to the, to the deep, deep understanding of Nasa V'nishma, Memela, me. When you'll understand to ask the question, Mi hu hachi Who is giving me lie? Who is my source? Who is, who is hiding so that I feel so broken? This is Gili Raz That's the deepest secret of life. 
that we're Hashem's children and that he loves us. And that like a parent teaching his child to walk, sometimes you have to crouch a little bit far away so that the kid will be able to take a few more steps closer so that he'll be able to learn how to walk more and more and more and more. And does that come because the parent hates the child? On the contrary, it's out of his great love for the child. This is me, the question of who, who is giving me life? This is Gila Razelabana. This is the deepest secret and gives us the ability to ask Nasa Vinishma or to embody within our lives Nasa just to keep on doing even when we don't feel like it so that we come to the Nishma. Vizehu, in the last couple of minutes, we'll try to close out now. A few minutes left, we started late. Vizehu, and this is the Indian of Bayoimazebo Midbar Sinai. The Chazal say, based on this Pasuk, that on this day we came to Midbar Sinai, that the Torah should be new to you every day like it was given today. How could it be such a thing? The Torah was given so long ago. How does a Jew get or come to the experience of Yiddishkeit that's bursting with life? This is the fundamental question of the Sefer. I hope that you'll that you'll read and that we'll all read together and that we'll all experience the story of Rabbi Nachman together. This is the fundamental question that this book comes to answer. How do we find the princess of youth, of wonder, of passion, of excitement? And you know what the answer this book gives is? It's Dafka in the search for the lost princess. But to understand this process, the deserts, the fields, and the forests, to work through every single aspect of lowliness and failure, but to have the Azas, the Gedusha, to stay in the game, to realize it's part of the process, to try to get to the golden mountain, which, as you'll learn, means to be able to see how everything was golden, the whole process, the Tam Ha'etz is Ketam Reach. all this is in the book, there's so much, and this is this is only one percentage, this Bar Hashem, there's so much, it's packed, it's packed, it's so packed, it's such a privilege, I had nothing to do with this book. My mamash had nothing to do with it. Akadosh Baruch Hu sent it down to the world and it's and I'm and I'm just as thrilled as anybody else that it's here. And I mamish like I just sit there. It's on my table now. I feel no personal connection. Obviously it's the story that I that I feel is my own story. But I mamish feel that it was just it, it had to be brought into the world. It's ours, Kever. It's all of ours. And I and I was so happy in a certain way, frustrated as I was, that everyone else should have the book before it came to me. My copy got lost in the mail, Baruch Hashem. I got it after already uh, uh, hundreds of Kever, Mamish had, had the book already. Because I felt like it's Mamish ours. Why should I have it before anyone else? It's Mamish ours. And it's our story. There's so much in there. Baruch Hashem, Fazi Hashem. It's a matana. It's mamash a matana. So the whole answer of the book is this sod of Nasa Vinishma. The whole answer of how to live a life of Yubei Necha to be able to live life with, with, with passion, is that the searching is finding. The Yagati Umatsasi Tamin. Even if we can't have anything to show for ourselves, Tamin, have a Muna that we gain. And we're going to learn all of this inside to the Chavar that are part of the course. I cannot wait. Sunday, because Hashem starts the journey. But even the Chavar that aren't part of the course, but the book is, is, is free. It, well, it's not free, but the book is not yet. But the book, because Hashem's sponsor will come in and, and buy copies for all of Amisrael. But but the book is, is readily available for everybody to order and to read through and to journey through at your own pace, on your own level. But it's there. 
And this is the soul of the book, Nasev and Nishma. This is Gili Razelabana, me, to be able to connect to our Kaddish Baruch at the highs and the lows every moment of life. That's the secret. And then, because we're going to be able to say Nasev and Nishma and mean it for real, what it means on the deepest level, how it's relevant to us, Memela, every day that we wake up, it's Kichadashim, because there's a mission, there's an ideal to strive for. It's Samalachanashi, Kamalach Abbasari, that has a Maila to the point that came Bachai. Even when we get to the princess, which the story never ends. That's also part of this. So it's spoiler alert. You'll get there. Right. But even 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 when we arrive at that place that we were yearning for, still, we don't want to lose the experience of not having that. This is how Kodesh Baruch Hu programs it, because this is the shlemus of life, because when you have, you also lack at that same time the experience of not having. And so sometimes not having is a fuller experience than even having. Because then in a certain way you have, but you also have not having. And so you have it all. And that's the experience of, of, the, of the, and the humility of knowing that we don't have, that we're on a journey, that we're searching. And it's the most beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's so real and it's so useful and it works. And mamish works, that could be made, it works. Because I'm not there. I, I not for one moment found the princess, but I'm searching. And the search gives me life. And I know that I'm just on the lowest level in the world, but from that place, I'm yearning and I'm longing. And that yearning and that ideal to know that there's a goal that I'm striving toward, that itself brings me life in the most wonderful, beautiful, awesome way. And I can't wait to share that with you and continue to share that with you through these shiur and through <clears throat> through the Lost Princess course I showed at the beginning, this, this workbook, Chazay Hashem, which is a whole curriculum, mamasha curriculum of, of, of Hasidus. All of the all of the uh, the sources inside um, from from the book, the quotes that are brought in the book, are all brought with the interlinear translations and, and Baruch Hashem. There's questions for reflection and exercises, and every Torah that we learn is is transformed into a, into a tefillah to daven it and 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 discussion points. V'chule v'chule, the yisodas of Hasidus are in this course, and it's just the it's it's the biggest privilege, it's the biggest honor, it's the biggest gift. I'm so excited to share it with you because we don't have time to finish it now. I'm not going to keep you any longer. It's already late. But I think that this is the uh, this is the bulk of it. This is the bulk of it. This is the secret. Avalafid Varena will just read this last line. Hanal muvan maktim nasa lenishma. We wake up with this understanding that nasa comes before nishma. Shizel iker kabbalah satira. This is the main thing. And I'll just tell you outside what he says. Yeah, there's already a, a lot, but just bekitzer nimrats. We won't read it inside. But he says this is pshat in the pasuk. Doesn't just mean you who are alive today, or rather you who are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu are living, but it's how do you know that you're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Because Chaim Kul how do you know How do you know that you're always connected? Because Chaim, because you're alive. And who's, who's giving you life? It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's, that's that paragraph. And then he says, this is what David HaMelech says, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. That David HaMelech is saying that I put all the time, all the time, Hashem and Lenegdi, whether things are going good for me, which is Hashem, Yudke Vavke, or whether things are Lenegdi, whether things are opposite me. But at the, all the time, David HaMelech says, Shivisi. It's all the same to me. Nothing's going to be able to push me away. I have Azaz to Gedusha that both when things are going good, which is Hashem, and also when things are going bad, which is Lenegdi, which I have as Snagdos, things aren't going well to me. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi. And Tamid, all the time going back to that Pasuk, Mi Mizrach Shemesh, 
Ad mehulal shame Hashem. We should be zayicha to know this and to really, really realize that these are not divrei Torah that you say over by a table or in between mincha and marav in a shul. These are deep, deep lessons for life that we need to bake into our hearts. We can't move without them. Nasav nishma kula, like he says. This is why it's dafka in the maimut of our Sinai that Am Yisrael say nasav nishma. This is why it's connected to the MS of Titan MS the Yaakov. The middlemost letter, this is the foundation of everything. If we can get this, then we're set for the rest of our lives because nothing will be able to knock us down. That will always remain connected, always to ask that question, need. And that's Gila Razel Abanai, Nasa the Nishma, Yemei Sinna, Yemei Ava, Ratsi Vishayev, hold out when there's Mara, stay in the game because you're always in the game. And that's exactly what it is. It's a game of hide and seek. Don't fall for the trick. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides, not so we'll give up, but so we will find him. And all of this is in the book. And I hope that you'll buy, and I hope that the chaver that bought it will really read it. Part of the reason that I did the course is because it's a it's a big book, Baruch Hashem. It's a, it's a big, it's a whole long thing. And I, I'm just worried that chaver are going to buy it, and they're going to start reading it, and then Ba'avli Azman, uh, they're not going to be able to finish it. But this way with the course, I know that at least to the 50 Yidin that signed up for the first course, 50 Jews will really read the book from beginning to end together and over a seven-week period of time and, and really get into it and really experience it. And I just don't have the words to express my gratitude to the Master of the World and to each and every one of you. Uh, for joining me on this journey that that is LPI and I'm trying my best and we're trying, you know, we can only do it with each and every person to spread the word and to spread the message and to share the content and to share the invite link to the groups because uh, I, I'm, I'm just limited. I'm just one human being, but together we can do something amazing. Together we can stand up and we can set Ami Yisrael on fire and we can save lives. We should be